Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right. I'm here with Keith from Segmetrics, and we're talking about fixing your holes in your funnel. We're talking about the story of one person who's losing 80% of their leads and how they quickly fixed it, how another company was losing half their webinar leads. Uh, we're gonna talk about the billboard effect. Um, you know, one company that was had 30,000 leads lost in a simple fix, the value of the effed up email, and, <laughs> and the three pro things that you have to get right to make your phone work. Keith, thanks so much for coming on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thanks so much for having me, man. And uh, before we get started, this is brought to you by videocasestory.com. One of the things that you should use at every part in your funnel is your video case stories, not testimonials. Go to videocasestory.com to learn how we can help you collect, craft, and deliver those on time in the right way. All right, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about Segmetrics. Yeah, so Segmetrics actually came out of, you know, we were running an agency for a number of years. I think that's actually the last time uh, we talked was about the agency, which was a conversion rate optimization agency. So whole idea is that you get traffic to the site, we do everything from there. So we're designing landing pages, we're building out nurture sequences, we're seeing how people react to different pieces of content that increase their revenue. And we need something to report on that. And there was nothing. So we had to export all of these CSV files from Infusionsoft or ActiveCampaign, Stripe, Facebook, blah, 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 all this stuff, merge them all together, pivot tables, the whole nine yards. It was just miserable. We were spending all of our time building reports instead of actually optimizing our clients' marketing. And so Segmetrics really scratched our own itch. We started as a internal tool for us to be able to quickly build out all those reports. We started showing them to clients. The clients were like, this is great. Can I get access? And we're like, okay, let me uh, build a <laughs> login real quick. And they invited their friends and we launched it. And quickly it became bigger than the agency. So we shut down the agency and now we're focusing on Segmetrics full-time and essentially doing what we were doing for ourselves for other agencies, which is helping companies understand what is the dollar value for each point in your funnel? Like how do you attribute something like a Facebook click or a webinar or people who are copywriters two months, three months, four months down the line as revenue increases? Interesting. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's important because as we'll talk about, it's, you have everything working right, except for one piece and it screws everything up, doesn't right, it? Exactly. And there's no visibility because all the tools talk to each other differently. So let's say you're looking at Facebook and Facebook says you're doing great because they're just measuring the leads top of funnel. Cool. Your, your, uh, engagement system looks great because everyone who's going through the emails is clicking them, right? Like, it's so hard to measure and understand each part because everyone's looking at it in a different way. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, I, I think a lot of people think a lead's a lead is a lead. I'm like, no. Mm -mm. Uh, I mean, and, and as I, everyone knows, there's leads that are good and leads that are bad, uh, but also then there's just leads that aren't handled the right way, right? Right, exactly. This, I mean, this is something I talk about a lot, which is the whole segmentation of things. It's like the right person, the right product, the right time. Right. That's the 
That's the fundamental basis of marketing and sales. And so you might have a great product and great customers, but you're not positioning it correctly for them. Mm -hmm. And I always bring up the, you know, someone who is marketing to freelancers as their client audience and or their target audience and copywriters are different than designers are different than developers. Oh my God, developers are different than the other two, right? And so if you're talking to one, you're probably not talking to the others and you're excluding this entire group of people who are probably very good customers. You're just not talking to them in the right way. Yeah. And you know, it's the one story that I've seen pass around a lot lately, but I think it's the perfect one is like that, the concert uh, violinist yeah, who's in the subway. In, sub in the subway. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause it's, there's plenty of subway traffic, right? There's plenty of people there's, you know, could potentially be the right people, but they're not framed the right way. And they're giving up on a free violinist. And then you put them in, you know, what was it? Was it Carnegie or Radio City? Carnegie Hall. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're Carnegie Hall. $500 like a ticket. Yeah. $500 exactly. a ticket and lining up and it's completely sold out. And that shows you, I mean, cause it's, they had traffic, right? They, mm -hmm. they were presenting it. It was just the, and it was a good offer. It wasn't just an offer match. And you need to be able to have clarity in that because you can't tell if your traffic is the subway or it's the, you know, who's, if it's the right traffic once it gets right. in, because you can get the clicks and links. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause I mean, going back to my designer and developer, um, uh, example, because I, I use this one a lot because it is something that I think a lot of people have, ex have experience with. And there's this pervasive idea that developers do not pay for learning and do not pay for tools. And, it's because when you get a bunch of developers in there, they poo-poo on the marketing and all this stuff, but it's the exact opposite. I think that developers pay more for tools and training than any other segment. It's just that they don't like marketing BS. And as soon as you put up any of the standard info product marketing BS, they're like, ha ha, this guy is a sham. Like, let's destroy yeah. his life. Like, <laughs> that whole time, right? Yeah, but as soon exactly. as you're talking their language, they are your best customers. Exactly. I see that too in like the video community, video like filmmakers, right? They're like, oh, they won't pay for this stuff. I'm like, they're paying like 20 grand for a piece of equipment that they might use. Right. They'll pay it. It's just how you frame it. And also, did in the framing comes in the funnel, right? Yep. And, and I think that's important. It's critical. And funnels do work. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that, but let's talk about your story. I mean, because it, it, it's. It, it seems like it's like, oh, I could tweak this and tweak this and get another client. But no, it could vastly change everything getting inside another story. So tell me, because someone was missing 80% of their traffic. Yeah, so we were working with, and this is not, I mean, this is probably the most extreme of the examples, but I've seen this in a number of times of clients we've worked with and customers and segmetrics we've worked with, where they come to us because, you know, people succeed in spite of themselves, right? And they do not start looking at the numbers until they hit that plateau. They're going gangbusters, they're succeeding, they're making all this money, and then they start plateauing and they're like, well, I guess it's time to look at the numbers now. And that's when all those ugly warts start coming up. And we were working with this client and they had really good traffic. They had a beautiful sales funnel. Like this, it was converting well. Um, it was just, it was really well positioned. It was great. And he was like, look, this funnel is just not working. We don't know why. And so I took a, we took a fine tooth comb and we said, okay, 
here are the major touch points in your funnel. They opt in, they choose A, they choose B, they get on a call, they choose C, they choose D, and then they purchase, right? And if they don't purchase, they go into this back end funnel, blah, blah, blah. So we map this out and we just say, okay, here are the, let's say 10 touch points that happen. All the touch points, and we work backwards, right? So we look at an overall conversion rate and then we break it up into each touch point. It's like, okay, which touch point is the drop-off that on this funnel? So we walk backwards and we say, okay, the downsell funnel is converting great. So we walk through that every step of the way. Okay, downsell funnel worked great. Upsell funnel, look at the upsell funnel. Upsell funnel, every step of the way, solid conversions the whole way. All right, what leads into that? So we go back one up, we're going up towards the top of the funnel. And then we get to this point and it's just this random email. It's this random email and it has a 80% drop-off rate. So let's say a thousand people come in and then what number would that be? 20 come out the other end. And we're like, what is going on? This is an email. Like why, why is there even a drop-off? Like it's not an engagement drop-off. Like people just stop going down this funnel. It's in the middle of just a random connection between two funnels. So it's not something, if you're monitoring each funnel, you're not going to see it. If you're looking at the top, you're not going to see it. It's just this connection. And what we found out is there was a bug in their CMS. At some point they had modified this email and half saved or not saved or something. And they had 30,000 leads stuck in this email that never got to the sales funnel. It they were just sitting there and it was good engagement. And some of them actually did purchase because they went through a different funnel or found a different way in. So it was very hard for them to tell. All they knew was that they had great engagement at the beginning, great engagement at the end, but there was something that was just not working. And the only way we were able to find this is because, you know, when you optimize a funnel, you can't look at the top. You can't look at the top and say, oh, this funnel has a 50% conversion rate because that doesn't tell you crap, right? You don't know until you're going piece by piece and say, this is where it's falling off. And then once we figured out, oh, it's falling off here, we had to figure out why. We were like, do people just hate this and they're unsubscribing? And we looked at the, uh, at the industries, the sub-segmentation, and we said, they're not even unsubscribing. They're just stopped. And that's, that's how we found it out. And it, we, uh, we rebuilt the email. So we just created a little shim we send everyone who's in there to another one. We had a special rewarming sequence where we said, hey, we effed up, right? And never discount the value of an we effed up email. They, I have made so much money for clients from a we effed up email that, uh, that they're totally worth it. But we just did a we effed up email and sent them right back into that funnel. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's, and you know, as I kind of mentioned, it wasn't the only time we had, uh, this one's a much shorter uh, story, but we had a client come into Segmetrics and they were running a webinar that put all their leads into their CRM. And they came to us and says, look, Segmetrics is not working at all. Our webinar says we had a thousand leads yesterday or whatever for this webinar. You're only showing 500 what's going on. We said, oh, well, that's weird. And so we looked. And their CRM was only showing 500 leads, but their webinar software was definitely showing a thousand and we could find all the emails. And again, what we found out was that 
half of their leads because of a bug in technology were not getting from the webinar into their CRM. So they were registering, they never got any follow-up, they never got any sales emails, they were just wasted leads. Oh and that had God. been going on for eight months. <laughs> wow. And yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and the cost of that. The, co I the mean, cost of that, because I mean, you're paying probably five to $10 a lead depending on your audience. Yeah, right. at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you get into SaaS and like high dollar stuff, yeah, you're probably paying a hundred to three hundred dollars a lead. Yeah, and then the long term value of it and the lost value and geez, and, and yeah. you know, it makes me think of the story. You know, it's 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 not fixing it; it's knowing where to fix. Right. Right. Exactly. The fix is easy, but if you don't know that there's a problem, because Let's be honest, marketing systems are really opaque. There, there would be no way for you to know that that was a problem unless every single day you were checking both systems and making sure that they were equal. You just wouldn't know. No, no. And also like now with, I mean, Facebook reporting all over the place, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's it becomes more opaque because there's also Facebook. So, well, that's not really the number. We know that. You know that. <laughs> But we're going to put that number in there anyways. The, man, <laughs> the, the biggest challenge we have is that Facebook, and Google does it to a degree, but not so much, Facebook's algorithmic uh, conversion reporting, which is essentially a fancy way of saying, <laughs> we're, we're just guessing. guessing that this is the number. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they, they admit it. Like on their documentation, they're like, these numbers aren't real, but they're what the AI thinks is real. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Like people are basing their entire livelihoods off of this number. That's an if then statement. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And everyone thinks like face, and, and that's the other thing. Everyone thinks like Facebook's absolutely got everything down pat. And like, no, it's, no. it's, it, none of these companies do. No, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it, all this, yeah. It's impossible. It's, it, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah. to do. I mean, just the fact that the internet works in general is mind-blowing <laughs> with all the packets going through every single server. Like, the, the number of things that can go wrong for just a standard web request is insane, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but there's never going to be perfect attribution. And the goal is to get as close as humanly possible and tie it back to people. And that's really what we want to do. We want to tie it back to people because at the end of the day, the marketing is not about the numbers. The marketing is about how you are relating to the people in your marketing funnel and how you can, you know, we were talking about the segmentation, how you can best optimize your messaging to relate to those people. Yeah, oh, oh, exactly. Now, that brings me to a question that, I, you know, because we were talking before and I meant to ask this and I've been thinking about this and I want to talk to you about it. I'm sorry if I'm throwing you under the bus and we can edit <laughs> this out. But have you done anything around optimizing things outside of the funnel and like going, okay, if we fix your reviews here, how does that affect the funnel? Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that, and it's hard, right? Because it is the billboard effect, right? Which is like, you don't know the direct response to having a billboard on the street, all you know is that, okay, we put up a billboard in March and our calls increased. But that could be a hundred of different, hundred different things. You never know, right? So there is that problem. And the closest that we've been able to get is through what we call um, the marketing change log or the marketing um, blueprint, where essentially we're now tracking 
the changes you make and the efforts you make, not necessarily directly on your website, and then being able to correlate them with the changes you see in your in your results, right? So, for example, if you say, okay, starting this month, we're going to be focusing on cleaning up all our reviews, getting good reviews, publishing these all on G G2 or Captera or any of those, and then seeing the results. So now we have a mark in our reporting that says, okay, on this day, we started doing this. What's our one month, two month, three month results? Yep. I Because I, I think th this is one of those things that, you know, once you get your funnel somewhat dialed in, I think so many people are so funnel focused. I'll get into a company like, I've got this funnel, it's converting okay. And then I go Google their name and it's like, you know. They don't it, show it, up, right. <laughs> or, yeah, I was like one of our clients, it was actually, there was like a child molester that had the exact same name and it was just like, boom. Oh and my I'm God. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, this, this could be a problem. And he's in the same relative industry as you. Uh, oh my God. So, you know, someone might not know this. Let's fix this up, right? Right, right. Uh, um, and, you know, it's it's interesting because, it, you know, it, it's. I actually had a client once that asked me, you know, where he's like, well, I looked at, it was a big contract. And like one of his last questions was, well, I was Googling your name and I, I looked at your office and it was completely empty. And I'm like, that's the Zillow pictures. Yes, it was empty when we bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but he asked me, but that's, right, right. you know, and how does that affect the funnel and the marketing funnel, and especially the higher ticket you get, the more that stuff I think is because no one, very rarely is people stay completely within the funnel, right? Yeah. Well, this is something that we, you know, we work with a lot of e-com as well as info products. And this is one of the biggest surprises that we had and that a lot of our clients have. So one of the, the reports that we do is a sales velocity report. And it's essentially from first touch, first time they ever see your product, how long does it take them to purchase? And e-com, you think, oh, it's really fast. It's like maybe a day or two, generally, they click an ad and purchase, right? Mm -hmm. It's 14 days. 14 days is the average for someone seeing an ad for a product to purchase. Wow. And that blew my mind. And yeah. it especially blew their minds because Facebook and Google both limit to seven days. So uh. you have no idea where they came from originally if you are relying on Facebook or Google. I mean, you know what converted them. I mean, that's the easy part, right? But that's not necessarily what you want to know because especially what's happening now is that someone looks on, sees your Facebook ad, they click on the Facebook ad, and then they remember you a couple days later and they come in from a Google ad and that's what they purchase from. Mm -hmm. especially for higher do dollar products. No one's buying a $1,000 camera from an ad on Facebook. They're seeing the ad, they're clicking through, they're thinking, oh yeah, that looks interesting. They're doing their research, they're searching on Google, and then they buy. So yeah. even though they came from Facebook originally, and that's what needs to get the credit for the initial, it's the Google purchase. That, that's why our branded um, Google ads are our number one converter. Of course they are. Because everyone's yeah. searching seg metrics and then clicking the first thing that comes up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're important. They're important. They're important. That's I can't turn them off. But no. I want to know further back. I want to know. Okay, how did they figure out who we were originally? Yeah. No. I think. I mean, and this is such an important because we've become. I think, and that's why I love having you on talking about this because we've become so data centric that we lose sight of it. And I think you can. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> uh, uh, we become so data centric that we 
we we lose sight of what's going on outside of the data. But the data, can, like I like what you're saying here, the data can still inform what's going on outside. It just takes a little bit of work. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's one of the things that we've really focused on, which is like, yeah, you're looking at those top level numbers and they're great numbers, but they don't mean anything until you start looking at the individuals and still you until yeah. you start seeing, oh, developers are. So I have a 50 percent conversion rate. Copywriters are converting at 100 percent. Developers converting at zero percent. Right. Like yeah. it, it it occludes that you're not being able to see the things that let you improve your marketing if you're just looking at those top level numbers. You have to look at the people, the psychology of what's going on. Um, we, had the, we had this one client who we had a number of, fun, he had a number of funnels running and he was wondering why conversions were going down. He's like, we have all these funnels, they're all individually, they all run well, like what's going on, but our overall numbers were going down. So we segmented out by funnel and we noticed out of let's say a thousand people, there were people in 8,000 funnels. And we're like, wow. wait a minute. And so each person was in eight different funnels on average being oh pitched eight different <laughs> products at the same time. And so they were getting a hundred emails a month for competing products. So not only were we incre they were increasing the noise, but they were also having similar or related products being pitched at the same time that were clobbering each other. So if you're trying to sell a $500 product, but you have a similar product that's only $100 and they're being pitched at the same time, you're not getting the $500 product, right? No. So like there, there was this, there was just like you're saying, there's no understanding about the ecosystem around that experience because everyone was looking at a funnel rate. They were like, well, what's going on in this funnel? Not what's going yeah. on with Bob. What's Bob's experience like? Uh, that's and that's so important. That's the mm -hmm. ultimate question. Right. That exactly. is the ultimate question. And that's the ultimate question in any marketing. But then you use the software to identify Bob's experience. Exactly. Exactly. We just had. Yeah. And this is not to say that any of us are perfect. I'm especially not. I just had my customer success guy ping us about an hour ago saying, hey, did you know that when you get on one call, it doesn't let you get on, it doesn't, it removes the option to get on other calls with our team. We really want people to get on three calls with us. And I'm like, oops, well, <laughs> that explains that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, so now we found that and fixing it and yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think this is important too because you so many people go from agency to agency to agency and they build out funnel that's crappy funnel good funnel crappy funnel and all of a sudden they have 8,000 funnels like mm -hmm. you said and you don't know what's broke where and this comes back to that idea of the marketing log which I love so tell me I mean it's I mean about how you guys are doing it and how someone could do it without segmetrics yeah so I mean the simplest way is just a spreadsheet um, and what you do is anytime you make a change, usually a major change, like not a single word, but like headline copy, positioning change, new marketing strategy, whatever, you put the date, you put what category it was in. So like, okay, was this on a paid traffic site? Is it general? Is it a new blog post? Blah, blah, blah. The title of what you did and then what you did in general. And then whenever you look at the numbers, you look also at that spreadsheet and say, okay, well, we had an uptick in conversion on this day. Let's see what we changed in the marketing that could have affected. Very much like, I don't know how many people of your listeners are developers, but all developers have a change log. Every single line of code that we write 
has who wrote it, who did it, what day, when it went out, and what was changed. And that's why we're able to, when something breaks, be able to say instantly, hey, Bob, you effed things up, <laughs> go fix it, right? And it's the same thing for marketing. And so in seg that's how you would do it normally. And then in Segmetrics, we just take that, turn it into a nice UI, and then put it on all your reports by default. So when you're looking at your conversion rate report, you instantly see a little note that says, hey, you changed something here. So when you see that big dip that goes like this or the big dip that goes up and to the right, you're like, oh, this is what we did on this day. Yes, I think it's so important. I mean, cause, I mean I'll, I'll forget to Monday what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a much better memory than me. I don't remember what I did this morning. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll go put this podcast out. And then, you know, it's funny because and people will say like, oh, yeah, I remember when you talked about this and this and this three years ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. and but it's like it, they'll just become a lead oh my god this camera's killing me um, <laughs> <laughs> my tripod went bad um all right so this is all, so segmetrics tell me about let's let's talk about working with segmetrics yeah how do you get who works with them you know who's your perfect customer how do you get in there how does it work yeah so i mean it's pretty simple so the the, the idea is that we want to track everything about every single person in your ecosystem, all right? We want to know what pages they landed on, what they purchased, what tags were applied, if they got on a phone call. All these events are being tracked in multiple different systems. They're tracked in Calendly and Stripe and ActiveCampaign and Fusionsoft and blah, blah, blah. And instead of relying on pixel, just pixel data, we do do web tracking, but instead of relying on pixel data, which is horribly inefficient and ineffective and can be blocked by really anything, we connect natively with all these platforms. So when we say, hey, you sold $100 to this guy and he refunded, we know that because we have a direct connection between Stripe and your CRM and we pull those all together. Whereas a pixel would say, oh, this guy paid you $300, but it didn't take into, effect, into account the fact that he had a coupon and that he finally refunded and all this stuff. So you it's accurate data, right? So that's number one. And it's really easy. You just click a bunch of buttons, everything comes in. And that was what we wanted. We wanted something that has all of this information, but is something that marketers can use because we used to use Mixpanel and Mixpanel is an amazing piece of software and you need a full-time IT department to run it because <laughs> it is so difficult to set up and to make sure that is running correctly the whole time. So we were like, what if we had all that power, but we were specifically for marketers? And that's, that's really where it came out of. So the idea is any customer segment, any touch point on your funnel, anything that people do, you can put a dollar value to it. So you can say people who attend the webinar are worth $10. People who, copywriters who attend the webinar are worth $100. Developers are worth negative $2, right? Like whatever that is. And be able to put those points together to be able to identify on your funnel who and what makes you more money and who and what makes you less money and what can you do to fix it. At the end of the day, that's the, that's the, that's the um, value prop. Well, I mean, and that's, uh, you know, it's the question, the Henry Ford question, right? I know 50% of my marketing, I just don't know which what is working. I just don't know which 50%. Right, exactly. And, and, but it's like, there's all these points and it's like, what am I going to work on? And I think, so I do this too. I'm like, I'm just going to work on everything. 
And yeah. that just doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Exactly. Um, and it, it's, you know, we were talking at the beginning, like working back in the funnel, finding the touch point where it starts breaking and then looking at those segments, looking at those outliers and say like, okay, why? And this is why I'm not allowed to work in uh, Google Analytics anymore because I would always go into Google Analytics and we're actually set up the same way. You know, you click something and you dive into it and then you drill in and it's like, oh, what about channel? What about time on page? What about blank and blank? And I'd spend hours, just hours going down rabbit holes. But that's how I found all of these problems and all these issues and, and what to fix. Like, oh. Yeah. And it's hours and hours. And then, but if you're not educated, because I mean, I think probably the number one thing I get from people like service-based businesses is why is my bounce rate so high? I'm like, because people go to your website for your phone number. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like there, there's a thousand reasons why your webs your bounce rate is so high, and it's not something you need to be paying attention to because you are not, you know, you're not an e-commerce company, and this isn't your funnel. Uh, but if it is your funnel, then you, yes, you do have to think about the bounce rate of that specific page. Right. Um, and and that's great. So you know, it's, we'll go to you go to segmetrics.com. There's a pricing page. Or, sorry, I Dido. Sorry. No worries. So I, I, <laughs> I we I, own, uh, we own every single domain except for io or sorry except for dot com now i'm doing it and it has been owned for i think 10 years by this small company in the uk who's not doing anything with it it it's so frustrating uh, we own they're just waiting for you to get rich all they're of just them. waiting for yeah they're like, they're like we're, we're we're waiting for keith to get zuckerberg money exactly exactly <laughs> so segmetrics.io there'll be a link in the show notes uh and also if you're looking on youtube it links down below uh keith what where do you spend most of your time where can someone follow you um probably twitter is the best i am not a huge social media person although i really need to be uh for the business but yeah twitter uh you can search for me at uh hottie senbone 79 which I'm, i suck at naming things but also you can just search for <laughs> keith perhack because there's literally only one of me so all right yeah easy enough We'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Make sure to uh, tweet at Keith. Tell him you saw him on here. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm glad to have you back. And thank you for taking Keith and I on your journey. This has been I and Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads. Better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers 
just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 